0: best friends and introverts welcome back to the you're so quiet podcast or welcome if you're joining for the very first time as always i am your host chelsea brown this week we are going to do a different kind of episode i'm just going to tell you right off the top we are not going to do a mental health check at the beginning we're not going to do a life update for me and we are not going to do a book tv show or movie of the week We are going to talk about the school shooting that took place in Uvalde, Texas on May 24th. If you are unaware, a lone gunman went into an elementary school with two assault rifles. They were able to get past security somehow. Not sure how, I haven't found specifics on that at this time. They walked into the school, walked into a particular classroom. I don't know if this classroom had any significance to the person they then opened fire and killed 21 people, 19 children and two adults. This gunman was then, after about an hour, killed by law enforcement. While our thoughts and prayers are with the families, thoughts and prayers aren't enough. It is not enough to say, I'm so sad for your loss, I'm so sorry for your loss. We need to do something about this. This is an epidemic of school shootings, and this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, so instead of bemoaning this fact, I have compiled a list of things that we can do, things that we need to be thinking of to prevent this from happening in the future. I obviously don't have all the answers, but I think that we need to start taking steps in some direction to find out if it's the right direction. I feel like a couple things. First thing is that the preparation for a school shooting is very reactionary. I remember in, I think it was middle school, where we had active shooter drills. And they would tell you like, okay, you have to be away from the windows. And you have to be away from the door. And this is where you have to hide so that the person with the gun does not see you. What kind of dystopia are we living in? To where I am like 14 and being taught about what to do when someone is trying to kill me in school. I remember in college, my freshman year of college, um, an ex-FBI agent came to, I think, my chemistry class and talked to us about what to do if there's an active shooter. And I remember, the one thing that I really remember is that he was saying to throw things at the shooter until you can disarm him. And that, again, like, good to know, but why am i preparing for when this happens why am i not preventing it from happening in the first place i feel like we live in an environment where it's very easy to get a gun in the united states very easy especially in texas where i live and i'll talk more about that and i think it's also easy for mental health issues to fly under the radar although 10 percent of mass shootings have been perpetrated by someone with mental illness So I don't want to kind of further the stigma that people with mental illness are scary or are going to hurt us. Like that's not, that's not the case. But I do think that fostering an environment in which we know how to express our emotions, we know how to seek out help and identify like, oh my God, I'm thinking about doing X, Y, Z. Maybe I should talk to my school counselor. Maybe I should talk to my parent. Maybe I should... I don't know go to a hospital and check myself in like what what do we need to lay out for people so that this is not where we are i'll tell you about getting a gun in texas so it is harder to get an abortion in texas than it is to get a gun i've done both in texas getting an abortion took me four days you have to go in for the initial appointment for me it was on a friday And you have to fill out all the paperwork, and you have to talk about your options, and you have to do the transvaginal ultrasound, which is a whole thing. Very, very uncomfortable. Then you have to look at the ultrasound. It's, like, all these steps. And then I had to wait till they were open again, which was the following Monday. And then I had to sign some more paperwork, and then I could take the medicine to start my abortion. To buy a firearm in Texas, I went to a local gun shop I walked in, I said, hello, I would like to buy a gun. They said, do you know what you want? Yes, I have this model in mind. Great, we have it in stock. Here it is, you can hold it, make sure it's exactly what you want. After that, they took my driver's license, ran a background check. I filled out this little questionnaire basically stating that I was of good moral character. And then they packed up my gun for me and I walked out. Within the hour. I, <laughs> I kind of have a problem with that. I don't think it should have been that easy. I think there should be requirements. For example, I think there should be a mental health screening because although we are aware that only 10% of mass shootings are perpetrated by somebody with a mental illness, I do think that a mental health screening could potentially alert the seller to the fact That this individual is planning to use the gun for xyz i think there should be a waiting period just like there is for abortions i think that there should be licensing requirements in texas right now you can either concealed carry or open carry without a license it's wild like literally wild wild west out here i think that there should also be training requirements Under no circumstance should you be purchasing a gun without ever having taken a class or being shown or learning or demonstrating that you know how to use a firearm. What I'm saying is that this should be like getting a driver's license. You have to go to the classes, you have to pass the tests, you have to do like a a driving test to prove that you can actually drive in parallel park and whatever and then you can have your license and get your car and your license can be revoked if you are driving erratically if you get too many tickets or whatever the case may be. So, I really don't think that it should be easier to get a gun than to obtain a driver's license. We need regulations around our gun ownership. When I'm able to walk into a gun shop and be like, hey, I want to buy a gun, and they're like, all right, cool, which one do you want? It's not like I'm buying skis. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm purchasing something that could easily take away someone's life. That man that boy did just that. He took 21 people's lives and he was just allowed to purchase the guns. I have a feeling that I'm going to have Second Amendment enthusiasts in my DMs talking about your right to bear arms. I'm not in any way suggesting that you get your guns taken away. Although, honestly, I don't think removing guns from, like, public consumption would be the worst thing. Just my personal opinion. I am saying that owning a gun is a huge responsibility. It is a dangerous, dangerous weapon. And I don't think people really take it very seriously. So those are the things that I propose for the requirements for purchasing a a firearm. Okay? I don't think it's asking too much. I'm not saying to get rid of the guns. Again, I cannot stress enough. I'm not saying that we should just get rid of guns. I'm saying they should be more difficult to obtain. These are not skis, okay? I don't know why skis are coming to mind, but like this is not just, you know, your random item that you should just be able to buy at Walmart, which you can absolutely do in Texas and probably other states. It's a huge responsibility, that's all I'm saying. The second thing that we can do, and we can do this in every election, is to vote. It is so important to vote. And I, I want you to, to take stock of your lawmakers and to really look at them and say, are you mirroring my values? Is this what I want to, to see in my community? Is this what I want my children to see? Is this what I want the people in my community to experience? I want you to look at their words and their actions. Because if those two things aren't lining up, that's a problem for me. I think it is um, an embarrassment (laughs) that Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, is out here talking about thoughts and prayers and putting mental illness on this individual who shot up the school on May 24th and what I mean by that is he said something to the effect of he has no history of mental illness but anyone who shoots up a school has a mental illness something to that effect (sighs) sir we're not out here trying to vilify anybody with mental illness at all mental illness is not synonymous with evil acts Let's just get that out of the way right now. And it's disgusting to me that Greg Abbott is saying this and he is refusing to acknowledge that gun control is important. I think that we might have like a branding problem with the phrase gun control. I'm not trying to control your guns or take away your rights. I am trying to make it harder for people who are going to shoot up schools to obtain the weapon to do so. That's what I'm trying to do. Okay, vote. It is so, so important and it is the most American thing you can do. Vote for whoever aligns with your values and what you wanna see in your community. Finally, I really want to end the stigma around mental health. I think that what Greg Abbott said is disgusting trying to equate mental illness and violent acts problematic, okay? Do I, however, think that it's possible that mental illness can play a part in driving someone toward this? I think it can, and I think that it is important to talk about how you're feeling, like how you're actually feeling and identify within yourself if you are thinking of harming yourself or others. I want there to be a place where we can go. An open forum to where you can be like, look, I'm thinking about this. I, this, isn't, this isn't okay. Mental illness is not a bad thing. Left untreated, it can be dangerous for the person. I am, I am proof of this. i've tried to end my life more times than i'm willing to talk about right at this very moment but had my mental illness been identified when i was a teenager when i was a child i think the path to adulthood for me would have been much smoother and the same could be said for others with mental illness i think Also, that speaking only about mental illness when it comes to school shootings or gun violence only serves to perpetuate the stigma that people with mental illness are dangerous. And I've said this (laughs) earlier, and I'll say it again. Mental illness does not equal violence. I think it is part of the conversation, but it is not even the biggest part of the conversation gun control, gun regulations are the biggest part of this conversation. One of the last things I'm going to do right now is I'm going to read every name of the people who passed away on May 24th because of the acts of this lone gunman. Eva Morales, fourth grade teacher. Irma Garcia, fourth grade co-teacher. Uzaya Garcia, Eight years old. Xavier Javier Lopez, ten years old. Amarie Joe Garza, ten years old. Annabel Guadalupe Rodriguez, ten years old. Aliana Cruz Torres, ten years old. Jose Flores, ten years old. Alethea Ramirez, ten years old. Nevea Bravo, ten years old. Tess Marie Mata, 10 years old. Alexandria Anaya Rubio, 10 years old. Layla Salazar, 10 years old. McKenna Lee Elrod, 10 years old. Jace Luovanos, 10 years old. Jayla Nicole Silguero, 11 years old. Eliana Ellie Garcia, 9 years old. Jacqueline Jackie Cazares, 10 years old. Maite Juliana Rodriguez, 10 years old. Rogelio Torres, 10 years old. Miranda Mathis, 11 years old. Did that make you uncomfortable? I hope so. We need to be uncomfortable. We need to do something about this. This is an epidemic. Whether you want to believe it or not, And we need to stop pretending like protecting our gun ownership is more important than the more than a dozen lives of 10-year-olds that were lost because someone just walked into the store and bought two assault rifles. I have compiled some resources for what we can do right now in the wake of this tragedy. If anyone listening lives in the San Antonio area in Texas, you can donate blood. San Antonio's University Health Hospital is currently asking for donations and South Texas Blood and Tissue is available for appointments over Memorial Day weekend, which actually will have, will have passed by the time this airs, but you can still call them and make an appointment to donate blood. You can also donate to a relief fund, such as the Community Foundation of Texas Hill Country or a GoFundMe for the victims. I will link both relief funds in the show notes. If you are a lawyer licensed in Texas, your services would be greatly appreciated by families affected by this tragedy. They are currently having to deal with things like insurance claims and family law issues. They're facing issues with immigration, for example, and being unable to file for insurance because of immigration issues. So if you are a lawyer in that area or licensed in Texas, please reach out i'd like to leave you with a reminder to check in with yourself ask yourself if you are actually feeling okay especially after hearing this episode and kind of being surrounded by all this talk about shootings and the loss of of life if you are feeling particularly affected by this tragedy or if you're having thoughts of harming yourself or others, please call the National Mental Health Hotline at 866-903-3787. Stay safe out there. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.